What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. There's a thinking that rage is sadness turned inwards, turned inside out. Rage, in a sense, is a depressive tendency turned outwards. I have thought about this concept and pondered on it for many years. So usually when I get angry, I tend to inquire within of why that might be. What is the real reason for my anger? And other times when I feel depressed, I think about the relation to anger. And sometimes I've found that getting angry can be a strategy to deal with getting out of sadness and a depressive state. Sometimes violence is the answer internally. Sometimes you have to get mad and say to yourself, I'm not going to take this anymore. So sometimes getting angry can be productive in getting yourself out of that state, not to take it out on somebody else. Sadness is said to be related to a lack of options, the state of not having enough information or knowledge to see the options in front of you. Anxiety, Hormozzi says, is the opposite. It is a perceived abundance of options and maybe likely decisions that are left unmade. So since I've pondered on this idea and my ears perk up anytime I hear something to add to this topic, it would only be appropriate that I make an episode on it and will probably make many in the future as needed because I doubt I will stop being angry or depressed. Now, in my inner inquiry, I've also discovered another link to anger that might also be the link to sadness, why it's happening in the first place. And that link is the idea of significance. Most of us are living in a significance deficit. We don't matter as much as we feel we should matter. And we get angry or sad when that is presented to us by people in our lives, our significant others. And it's funny how we say significant because we give them that significance. And when we don't feel we have that, we get upset or angry. And we can also face this in our professional relationships. Anytime we feel our voices are not heard or that our opinion is not being taken into account or that people do the opposite of what we believe or that we feel we are being steamrolled over, we get angry or sad. Usually, whichever one of these emotions is most likely home to you is what you will default to. Some people have patterned sadness because they go inwards more than the other person who tends to express that sadness outward by anger being the disguise. So if you really are in life to understand and not just react and never reflect on those reactions, even if you don't understand in the moment, you can look for the meaning behind the behavior instead of just being triggered by it next time. So when you see the angry person in your life, maybe your family, your loved ones, look for the sadness in their eyes. And if you see the depressed, sad person, look for what they are repressing. And in both, inquire about what matters to them that they feel is unseen or unheard. A lot of our behaviors would be explained if we just judged less and if we looked for what is trying to come through. What is being disguised and trying to come through through that veil, through that curtain? Despite of what it looks like on the surface. Usually we don't know how to express our emotions. The reason I do this podcast, aside from wanting to help people 
as I help myself, but selfishly, it's because it's cathartic. It pushes me to find words to what I am feeling or struggling with or themes that keep coming up. And hopefully I try to make something productive or manageable out of it. Sadly, many of us walk around like we don't matter in some capacity that we would like to matter. You might be completely successful in the most material aspects and still have things that you get angry about, things that you feel you don't matter in. Usually when you feel out of control of the things that you wish the other person also saw the same as you, you can get angry about not having shared values, shared perspectives, shared opinions, or the attempt to try to share them. Anytime you value your own opinion higher than the other person, whether rightly or mistakenly, it can become a source of something to get mad about or angry about or get sad about. Sometimes you can be misguided though. And just because you then understand your emotions does not mean that it is right. And it should be adhered to by anybody else. And this might be hard to grasp because we like to fall in love with our logic and we then tend to defend it to the death of us. But you can understand something and still be completely wrong in your anger, in that understanding, whatever it's telling you. It doesn't mean it has to show up in reality the way that you would like it. Maybe your need to matter in that regard is higher than it should be. Maybe it comes from an inflated sense of self-importance. Maybe you are trying to then impose that on the world for it to recognize that inflated importance and not receiving it back, which turns into your anger. No one owes you anything and what you think you deserve. So your anger can be triggered unjustifiably and wasting your energy as it stands in the real world, even though it can be justified internally. The point here is to understand that it's related to your need to matter, to be or feel significant in that particular area, and then to either reduce, increase, create, or eliminate your effort to build out of that feeling, figure out a way out of that feeling unless you like remaining angry and not solving for it. Either way, you put in the effort to matter more in that way, or you reduce the need to feel that you should matter as much as you've been craving to, and give yourself a way to simmer that craving. This manifests itself in different ways for different people too. Many of us spend our lives feeling offended by everything, or seeking offense when there isn't any, just looking for reasons to be angry about because we feel helpless, because we don't feel seen, because we want to be seen more. And if you believe my theory on how anger or sadness is related to a significance deficit, then the next step would be to pay attention to this next time you get angry or sad. And over time, you will find more and more information from yourself coming up that will start maybe with, I wish this person, I wish this thing was like this. And if it was like this, and if they were like that, then I would be more of fill in the blank. I would be more of what? And that's the feeling I'm after anyway. That's data coming back to you and telling you what I value, what I wish for to be true. And then you can do the hard work of either accepting the work required to get that to be true or coming to the realization that you are being unrealistic or wanting to control something that is not in your controllables and that your energy would be better spent somewhere else, in your own personal purview, spent trying to patch that need to be seen or heard or matter in that way at all. What were you not given that has left this gaping hole that significance needs to fill up now? Why is that? 
any earnest inquiry like this will only lead to greater and greater understanding of yourself and a chance at some inner peace. Because there are consequences for not achieving this inner peace. There are shortcuts to offsetting your significance deficit that people get into a lot of trouble with. And violence is the fastest way to significance. It's unfortunately why a lot of atrocities happen. Usually it's not the healthy individual who is well integrated into society and has found his footing and proved himself to be somebody that matters in some ways. It's usually not that person that then goes and commits violent acts such as fighting or mass murder or war. War is usually a result of trying to desperately equalize the needs of that group in the most coarse, obtuse way possible. The thinking is, if I make a loud enough noise, then I cannot be ignored. And if I can't do it through the right means and be famous for it, then I will settle for being infamous. I will matter nonetheless. They will see that I matter. It is this violent thinking in action, seeking significance for their values and ways of being that leads to heinous crimes against humanity. Especially when the needs of that person or the group tries to matter more than that of the larger group or others who also share existence with us on this planet who maybe have other beliefs and other ways of being that don't match your vision and maybe don't share that same way of thinking as you. And why should they? Just because you need to matter? It's a form of hurt trying to manifest by inflicting more hurt. When you understand where you are vulnerable, you sometimes deal with it by bringing pain onto others in those same sore spots. At the end of the day, there is something to be said for reality that we need to pay respect to. Whether that reality pokes at you and brings up anger or sadness, it is useful data to somebody that wants to grow to know where your feelings are aligned and what they are looking for to be satisfied. What you do with that data is then what becomes of you, what choices you make after that. What that reality in that present moment shows you, regardless of the emotion it loads you with, is the most beautiful place you can be. It's the only source of data. It's the only source of information. It doesn't help to fight it or run away from it. As Byron Katie says, I am a lover of what is, not because I am a spiritual person, but because it hurts when I argue with reality. Ultimately, the pursuit in resolving this inner conflict, the work itself that needs doing, and what you create yourself into out of that, that becomes the reward. As an old proverb says, creation is the only outcome of conflict that can satisfy the soul and give us genuine inner peace. Create something new of yourself. Create yourself every day. You are still being born. Love you, family. Stay true always. See you on the next show.